Hi, I'm Miranda Wright with HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. But whosoever hath this world's good, and seeth his brother in need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, then God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because that we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and that we should love one another, as he gave us commandment. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the Spirit which he hath given us. The scripture tells us that on the day of judgment we will stand before Christ with boldness and with confidence if we have loved as Christ loved, knowing that as he was, so were we in the world, to walk in humility, servanthood, and selflessness. It says that we know we have his spirit if we bear the fruits of it, the first of which is a selfless, sacrificial love. But there's more than just that being expressed in this passage that is easily missed for its wordiness. You see, James tells us that faith without works is dead, that they must come together like a spirit and a body, each being useless without the other, the two making a whole working together. In this passage, do we see John saying the same thing, that the commandments of the new covenant are to both believe on the name of Jesus which means that he came to bring us salvation from our sins. So we must fully and truly believe that. We must believe in who he is, in all of its function and omnipotence. That is the faith part. But it also says that we are to love one another. You see, that is the works part. Because love is not an emotion. It is an action. True love is sacrifice. Love is service. Love is tending and mending. Love is laboring. Love is forgiving. Love is something you choose to do and walk in daily with devotion and commitment. It's not merely a feeling. Anyone who's been in a marriage for any length of time will tell you that there are times when you don't feel it, but it's a commitment that you enter into by 
covenant and by sacrifice, because love is sacrifice. Mothers love their children. They sacrifice for them. They sacrifice their time and their energy. When husbands love their wives and their family, they sacrifice for them. They sacrifice labor and money and the things that they want for themselves. When children love their parents, they sacrifice. They put away the things that they think that they want to obey them, trusting in their love for them. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son for us. True love sacrifices. Now, the counterfeit of love, which is lust, it truly is merely a feeling. That's why it is fleeting. It doesn't withstand the test of time or commitment or servanthood or sacrifice. It is selfish, self-serving, self-seeking. It is of the enemy, but love does. Love is the greatest power on earth, but it's something you have to choose to walk in daily. This is why God continually through scripture commands us to love, love one another. It tells us to love God. It tells us to love our fellow brother. It even tells us to love our enemies. He would not make these things commandments if it was not a choice. Yes, we have to choose to obey it even when it isn't easy because that's how you stay in the commitment, in the covenant. In fact, the Bible tells us that the greatest commandment is to love God first and then to love others second. Putting ourselves last, that is sacrificial because that's what love is. The first fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. Jesus said we will know that he lives within us if we manifest his characteristics. The scripture also tells us that the world will know that we are Jesus's disciples, that we have learned from him by our love. It all comes back to love, which is an action. Yet, do we not have the strength to stay that narrow road without first putting our faith in Jesus? In the fact that he is able to save us from our sinfulness. To forgive us and to empower us to forgive others their trespasses against us. To help us to pray for them. To help us to be a servant to the least among us. To shine the light of the love of Christ by the leading of his Holy Spirit. That others might see it and believe in him. Because that they see something different in us. They see real love. The truth of the matter is this, that it is his kindness that leads us to repentance and that we love him because he first loved us, even when we didn't deserve it. So don't shut up your bowels of mercy, dear brethren, your fellow man, your enemies being included among them, or about to need you desperately 
like no other time before in history are you going to need to walk in this selfless, sacrificial humility. Prepare your heart in faith to do the work of the kingdom of God in this earth. It's time to be a light in the darkness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, starting in verse 1, it says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. In other words, I'm just making a whole lot of noise. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, And though I have all faith so that I could move mountains and have not love, then I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, it profiteth me nothing. Love is long-suffering. Love is kind. Love does not envy Others, love does not want for itself. Love is not puffed up or prideful. It does not behave itself unseemingly. It does not seek for its own gain. It is not easily provoked to anger. It does not think evil of others, but it looks for the good and the hope and the future. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rather rejoices in the truth. It bears all things. It believes, it hopes, and it endures. My friend, love never fails because God is love. Jesus gave us this commandment also in the New Testament In Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, he says, But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, and do good to them that hate you, and pray for them that persecute you, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise upon the evil and upon the good, and sendeth rain upon the just and on the unjust. In other words, difficult times will come. For all of us, when God blesses you, be willing to bless others around you, even if it's those who have despised, rejected, hated, slandered, or persecuted you. Pray for them, love them, show the light of Christ. Have the same mind that he had when he prayed for them and gave his very life for them, even as they stood against him. Because remember this, that John chapter 13 verse 35 says, By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. O Father, equip us for this in this season, that as things become darker, you will cause us to shine brighter, that as things become more difficult, you will equip and empower us to show your love to the less fortunate. Lord, help us to be the ones that will cause even our enemies that there's something different in those who follow the teachings of Jesus. Those who have risen up against us, those that reject his teachings, 
oftentimes because of hypocrisies, because that they heard someone preach it who didn't live it. They need to see it, demonstrate it, be willing to be that example, that light, that testimony that brings validity of walking in the power of God in love and humility. Because there are hard times coming upon the just and the unjust alike. And this is how we get ready. The Bible says that they will know that we are Jesus' disciples by our love for each other. It's the thing that should separate us from the others, that we should have an uncommon, uncomprehensible, selfless, sacrificial love. But the devil, he's been at this for a long time and he knows what he is doing. He's going to do everything that he can to come and plant roots of bitterness in you and offense and unforgiveness cause you to slander and gossip and sow seeds of division among the brethren. Take the tactic serious. Guard yourself against it. I'm telling you, this is part of how you get ready, not only to commit to submit to the words and teachings of Jesus and prepare yourself to go out and shine his light and be that example of love and servanthood to others, but also to be aware that the enemy's going to cause the very ones that you are fighting for to rise up against you. In the last days, it says that there would be a great horde of demonic locusts released onto the earth. And I am always reminded that locusts come to eat up the harvest, but specifically the fruitfulness of the harvest. A tree that has been sufficiently attacked will no longer produce sweet fruit. Its fruit will become hard and diseased and bitter. That can happen to us when we're under attack. If we let it come back to Jesus, let him prune us, let him mend us, let him be Jehovah Rapha to us, he can fix it. He can apply the balm of Gilead to our woundedness. And you see, the thing about the balm of Gilead is that a balm is a healing agent and Gilead was a place of rule. So those wounds that you allow the Lord to heal in you will become a place of rule that you will then be able to help others to come out of bondage from because you will have faith to overcome. This message was brought to you by HOWC Ministries. To learn more about our ministries, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.